I will read the five paragraphs and then make some quick uh, comments. And I will allow you to bring in your questions and contributions, God will. Tonight, perhaps we might be able to touch paragraph one and two and deal with three, four, five next week as the, depending on our speed regarding our understanding. Paragraph one. God has endued the will of man with that natural liberty and power of acting upon choice that it is neither forced nor by any necessity of nature determined to do good or evil. Matthew 17, 12, James 1, 14, Deuteronomy 30, 19. Paragraph 2. Man, in his state of innocence, had freedom and power to will and to do that which was good and well-pleasing to God, but yet was unstable so that he might fall from it. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 29. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Paragraph 3. Man. The word man there means both man and women. Man, by his fall into a state of sin, has wholly lost all ability of being to any spiritual good accompanying salvation. So as a natural man, being altogether averse from that good and dead in sin, is not able by his own strength to convert himself or prepare himself thereunto. Romans chapter 5 verse 6, Romans chapter 8 verse 7, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 and 5, Titus chapter 3 verse 3 to 5, John chapter 6 verse 44. The fourth paragraph. When God converts a sinner, when God converts a sinner, when God converts a sinner and translates him into the state of grace, he frees him from his natural bondage under sin and by his grace alone enables him freely to will and to do that which is spiritually good. Yet, so as that, that by reason of his remaining corruptions, he does not perfectly nor only will, nor only will that which is good, but does also will that which is evil. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, John chapter 8 verse 36, Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, Romans chapter 7 verse 15, 18, 19, 21, and 23. The fifth paragraph. The will of man is made perfectly and immutably free to do good alone in the state of glory only. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13. Get back to paragraph 1. God has endued the will of man 
with that natural liberty and power of acting upon choice that it is neither force nor by any necessity of nature determined to do good or evil. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 17, verse 12, James chapter 1, verse 14, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. All the three passages are familiar passages. But let's just turn to them. Matthew 17, verse 12. Anyone can... Mm-hmm. And did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they pleased. So also the Son of Man will certainly suffer at their hands. The emphasis there is they did to him whatever they please. Whatever they will, what, what they did to John the Baptist was what they wanted to do. It, uh, there was no external uh, compulsion that impelled them to do what they did, it originates from their desire, from their pleasure, and from their will. James chapter 1, verse 14. And you can read it from verse 15, from verse 13, and 14 together. I think it will go well if you read from verse 13. Wilson. James 1, 13. And 14, yeah. Let no one say when he's tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and be himself tempt no one. 14. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Okay, the emphasis there is that the issue of desire, that our, our being drawn originate from our desires. Okay. The third passage there is... Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Esse, bro, Esse. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. And I think the emphasis there is choice, isn't it? I have set before you life and death, choose and then live. If you have been following our studies in the 1689, where we are today is the beginning of another division of the kind of category that the, the writers of the Confessions want us to learn. And this is consistent with the thinking of a personality like John Calvin. This afternoon, we were just reflecting, I think it was, uh, which was it Brother Miller? We were talking about Calvin Institutes. If you have not read Calvin Institutes, you must read it before you get to purgatory. Or you'll be made to read it in purgatory. That may prolong your days, eh? There. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> do yourself a favor and read it. Uh, and I was, I, I remember sharing with them, I was saying, the first time I held Calvin Institute, I, I couldn't go past the first two lines. And I'm paraphrasing. Calvin says there are two knowledge that are essential for living. That, you know, there are two basic knowledge 
You see, one is the knowledge of self and the knowledge of God. And Kavi argues that which one comes first? The knowledge of self or the knowledge of God? Is it that my self-awareness leads me to God or that my God-awareness leads me to understand myself? If the knowledge of God comes first, we have to query. If, if a man possesses the knowledge of God without first of all knowing himself, we have to query the origin of that knowledge. Where does he grasp that knowledge from? And if the man grasps the knowledge of himself and that knowledge leads him to the knowledge of God, we have to query the origin of that, what precipitates that knowledge? Man having fallen. How is it possible, consistent with the testimony of the Holy Scriptures, that man being fallen can apprehend the knowledge of God? And how is it possible that the man being fallen can apprehend the knowledge of himself? Talk less of God. I don't know whether you are following the, the idea. So what the confession has done so far is to lay the first principle. The first principle that the confession laid so far so good is the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. So we've learned about the doctrine of God God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and their various operations. So we've learned about God's sovereignty, foreknowledge, etc. We've learned those things, and that has been established. So don't even ask me later which one comes first. Go to these institutes. I'm just trying to give you an idea. Now, from this point in chapter 9, is the knowledge of ourself. Who are we? Having known who God is, who are we? It is critical to know who you are. It is critical to know who God is. It seems like the reason why you are on earth is to grasp this knowledge or the, the, two, the, the track, the, the will, the, the track on whose the will of life runs is the track of knowledge of God and knowledge of self. I don't want to get excited about Calvinism and all that stuff, uh, but it's a good thing to, to learn uh, this thing from Calvin Institute and all that. So we've learned about the knowledge of God, and then let's talk about we. And the major, major battleground in terms of theology proper over the years is this idea of free will, the freedom or the liberty of us human beings. And I don't have time to get back to all the battle and the heresies around this area. But the question that both sides of the debates are confronted with most time is that. I don't think those who are serious about this conversation are not denying the existence of free will. The challenge is that the coherence, the, co the compatibility of free will 
and God's foreknowledge. How does human freedom and God's foreknowledge and sovereignty cohere? How, how are they compatible? Sorry, am I too fast for you? Prophetics, you're not even shaking your head to encourage me. But are you here? Are you here? You will soon rest, eh? You just give me your attention for a while. Biblically speaking, is there anyone in this house that deny foreknowledge that God knows everything? I want, I want you to be frank. If you are here and hold to this view that, yeah, God knows everything absolutely, but there are some things that God chooses not to know, raise your hand. That by God's sovereignty, he chooses not to know some things. You want to be surprised. So that there are some things that happen, and God say, I don't want to know. Do it, then I know. How many of you believe that God knows everything absolutely? Raise your hand. That is, God knows everything before they happen. Raise your hand. Okay, those that didn't raise their hand, there's no middle ground. It means you belong to the first. Now, some are saying that if, if God knows everything that to happen, and even the confession makes it, make it more clear that God even determine what happens. The idea of determinism and free will are not compatible. That's how, if, if, if there is a God somewhere that cannot remote control me, then I'm not free. On the other hand of this divide, we are saying, if, the, if man is absolutely free, independent of God, then man also is sovereign. This is just the thing you need to learn. So the first thing, now tonight, don't drag me into philosophy, okay? But for those of you that are interested in philosophy, especially how to deal with conundrum. I will refer you to read around uh, libertarian freedom within the theological concept. And I don't know, actually there are some good field that you want to dance mentally. Like this thing uh, is called um, Occam Razor, O-C-C-A-M or O-C-H-A-M Razor. Occam Razor has to do with a formula to solve How many of you have seen or heard Occam Razor before? If you have done philosophy at, at a level, you will know. So majority of you have not even seen Occam Razor. Okay, when there's, okay. So we'll read around this area. But let's get back to our study. I don't want to get you to the realm of philosophy. Get Arshis Prow. He's good with philosophy. Okay. And uh, let me refer you to some books that are helpful in this area of free will. Jonathan Edwards. How many of you have that book? You don't have? You have? You have Jonathan Edward? Okay. So, yes, the creator works. But how many, you have the book on the freeway, like the one that was, okay. So if you want to read, do you have the collected works in the Yes. Okay. So you can talk to Brother Larry Robert Eliezer to Bolu, not to, not to steal. <laughs> Just bolo and then read that particular area of a chunk on free will, okay? 
And then there's another book of the first of times written by Martin Luther called The Freedom, the, sorry, The Bondage of the Will. It was his uh, response, or his rebuttal, uh, his response to uh, Erasmus. Erasmus was a, a Roman Catholic, a quasi Roman Catholic theologian that teaches absolute human freedom. And then uh, Luther was, uh, replied him, that should be the 16th century, 16th century uh, works. Uh, you need a lot of cup of coffee to read through uh, the bondage of the will. And then you can also read, House is Proud also uh, did some work, uh, just some, some few things about uh, freedom of the will. So I'm just, I'm giving you, uh, so when you get home, don't eat a bar, just drink, <laughs> and then you, you and those kind of things, and philosophy doesn't go, to, uh, uh, it dulls your mind, dulls your mind. But uh, chips, uh, fish and chips, uh, is very good for you. <laughs> oh, white okra, yes. And fresh fish, particularly uh, seafoods, are good for your head. Now, the first thing we learn tonight in paragraph one is that God has endued the will of man with that natural liberty and power of acting upon choice. The first thing we learn is that when God created man, part of the formation of that creation is that he put in man free will. So let's answer the question now. Does human beings have free will? Yes or no? Let me answer. Let the yes say yes. What are the nay? I have good company. Does human beings possess freedom, like freedom of the will? Okay, do we have freedom of the will? Eh? Let's see, I'm raising your hand to the court. Okay, you're not here now. So do we have free will? Who struggle with this idea that we don't have free will? Raise your hand. One, two, thank God two of you are behind. Eh? <laughs> Can you just stand there and there? Yeah, there are two hands that believe that we don't really have free will. Uh, what the confession is teaching us is that we do have free will. At this point, don't even get to the area of our free will after the fall or before the fall or whatever. Don't get there yet. Paragraph 2, 3 will deal with the issue of the nature and the state of our free will after the fall. And paragraph 4 and 5, five paragraph 4 deals with free will after, after, uh, as a Christian, post-salvation. And then paragraph five, this will free, free will when we are uh, in heaven. Okay, so let's talk about generally who we are as distinct from other brute beasts, like other animals, like hippopotamus. One of the key distinguishing marks between human beings and non-human human things is that we have free will. We have free will. 
and God put it there. Who put it there? Who put it there? So what the confession is trying to establish is that free will is not a product of nature. It's not something that human being possesses as they begin to interact with nature via evolutionary process. That's in it from the one of God's um, uh, work of creation, particularly creating man, he put in us free will. And so that human beings have liberty and power of acting upon choice. Meaning if there are two things before or whatever, if, if they have variables, let me use this simple, if there are, are choices to be made, human being does have that capacity to choose A and not B, or to choose B and not A or both. We are endowed and due with this ability from creation. And it is God that put this thing there. And this answers a lot of questions, isn't it? Because we are not saying our freedom is absolutely without God, the God that put it there. Secondly, he said this freedom, that this, this is this, this, our free will, is never forced by any necessity of nature so that by our makeup, where we make choices, we are not forced. I mean, if you have heard this before, when someone is caught in immorality, and then they will say, it is Satan that uh, pushed me. I mean, if you have heard that before, they say, it's not me, it's the village people uh, that are pushing me. The way, like Adam answering God and said, ah, it's not me that it is the, the, the woman that you... You gave me, you know, I was pushed by the devil and all that stuff. So the question is saying, no one is pushed, no one is forced. As, as it is consistent with Matthew 17, when they, were killing, when they were killing John the Baptist, when Herod was beheading John the Baptist, he knew what he was doing. He was acting on his free choice. He has a choice to kill him and not to kill him. Are you following the story now? Mm -hmm. And James talk about, when, when somebody is tempted, don't say, it's God that is tempting me. He say, we are all tempted when we are drawn by our own lust. The one of our, there's one, the, the, the reverend that, that conducted my wedding, usually said this again and again. He said, you cannot vomit what you have not swallowed. If you have not eaten a for the past three, four days, you can't vomit now and then buy inside it. Even if you have swallowed, if you have swallowed a <laughs> you can only vomit what you have swallowed. Hmm? So we act out of our hearts. Is our action originates from here? And that is what paragraph one is teaching. We can actually make choices. But remember, you're raising your hand. Yes. You go raising your hand. Are you okay now? Okay. Are you okay now? I should move I should move on. I have a question. 
particularly paragraph one. Yes. Okay. Because if your question is going to be answered in the uh, other paragraph, you have to wait. I don't want you to collapse because you're raising your hand. No, it's a, it's a question you asked us about um, do we believe human beings have free will? Huh? You asked us two different questions. Yeah. You said, do human beings have free will? And I think it also talked about sovereignty of God. How can a human being who is not sovereign have free will? We'll talk because about that. To truly have free will, it means you are sovereign. A being cannot have true free will without you see, At this point, what we are defining is that we have free will. Whether that free will is absolute, it's a different kettle of fish. Where the power of this free will the extent of this free will, the capacity of this free will, whether it's two horsepower, ten horsepower, or uh, a power infinitum, is a different ball game altogether. What the confession wants us to agree and consistent with the scripture is that we does have free will. And I want to know who is arguing with that, that we are choiceless. On what ground are you arguing that, Boyama? You are still raising your hand. You are with him. Or you don't. Yes. So that is the issue we want to clear first. Before we start getting down to the extent of the free will, the... Uh, whether it's absolute or non-absolute, whether, whether, whether it's sick or alive. Let's forget about that. Do we have free will? Do we have liberty? Do we have power to choose? Like when you wake up in the morning and then have some mascara. I don't know how they call those things. Your makeup kits before you. And then you are making, are you not making choices? Which color to the foundations and the, Mirror, what is choices now? And, and I don't want to give other examples. <laughs> even the food, even the dinner you're going to have tonight. Uh, if you eat okoho yesterday, you want to eat uh, something else today. Choice. So we do have free will. I don't want anyone to run, run, me, run a ring around me to waste my time that we don't have free will. <laughs> even the, if you don't have will, you're not a robot. I don't want to go to church. And then you are here. No, no, no. You have free will. Is that one established? Sure. Am I pushing this, this thing down your throat? How many of you believe that you don't have free will? That whatever is happening in your life, God is just doing it. Or the devil is just doing it. How many of you believe that what, if you pass your exam, it's God? If you elect a good president, it must be God. And then if I, if I sleep with my neighbor's wife, it is Satan. How many of you, actually with, practically that's how we think, isn't it? But theoretically, or no, biblically, before we even get to how, how we end up sleeping with our neighbor's wife, God forbid, or pass our exams, or choose the university that we are in right now, we want to establish that we have free will. The reason why this is important is that there are a lot of relig uh, religious groups around the world from antiquity that will excuse their sinfulness. But one of the, 
One of the heritage of the fall is the, is the, is the wisdom, is the, is the capacity to, to, give, to give reason to why you commit sin. Do you know in the Garden of Eden, the way they were running ring around God, God himself came there and said, Adam, where are you? He said, uh, I'm naked. <laughs> he didn't say I'm here. I mean, where are you, Ojima? I'm in the bedroom. He, he didn't say whether, he, he, God never asked the state of his body, whether he's covered or not covered. But the first answer he gave was that I'm naked. Secondly, he said, I heard this, the voice, the sound of your, of your footsteps because I'm naked. Then I hid myself. Whoa. You have to, if you unpack these three categories, it's a lot of salmon. I heard the voice, uh, I heard the sound of your, of your, of your movement. Uh, I was naked. Then I hid myself. And then God said, who told you you are naked? Have you eaten of the fruits that I said you should not eat? What was the response? The woman that you gave me. He didn't say, yes, I have eaten it. Forget about the woman first. Just say, I've eaten it. And God, God will have asked, who gave it to you? Or how did it come about that you ate it? That's okay. My wife gave me. God asked him, have you eaten of the fruit I say you should not eat? He said, the woman you gave me. I go and talk to the woman. Woman, why, why did you do that? She said, the serpent. And who put the serpent in the Garden of Eden? If I got nobody to ask this, as we got ask serpent, <laughs> Jacob, you know. <laughs> as we got even ask serpent, how did, why did you deceive if serpent I would have taken God to the cleaner? I said, God, do you remember why I was between heaven? And then that would be the whole theology of this. And God said, let me not bother with this, with this, uh, uh, this person. Uh, and then God pronounced his judgment. This I assume we don't really want to take responsibility. We, we naturally don't take responsibility for our actions. And in, in modern times, the reason why there's a proliferation of prophetic houses is we are looking for where to place blame. Why you fail your exams, why you are not doing well, you can't find a good job, and all that stuff. We're looking for excuses. Why do we have first scarcity in Abuja? What did they say? What was the first excuse? Flood. Oh, it was River Niger. River <laughs> Niger dry. There was scarcity in Lagos, as if you have to cross River Niger to get to Lagos from Lagos. They said, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, some trucks spoil. There's a backlog. Okay. Trucks, clear. We couldn't find any trucks on the road. Yeah, Ukraine is fighting Russia. No, 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 no. They are stealing crude oil. The Minister of Petroleum will never say, I failed. So the Bible and our forefathers of the, in the faith want us to know that when God created man, he gave us free will. And that free will does have liberty and power to act upon choice. When, when, when choice is... And that's, that's, that's the key thing in the Garden of Eden. From the one, boom, there were many trees and there was one. There was all of that trees. And there is one in the middle. That's okay. Eat this one. Don't eat this one. Choice. 
Any question? Now, let me get back to Yeah, you raised your hand before, uh, my sister. Oh, trying to reply him. Now, I feel moved from him to our side. Pass the mic to. Okay, I understand that. Now, what they want to know your name. Sorry? Your name. Oh, my name is Victoria. Yes, Victoria. Yes, Victoria. Okay. Victoria. So next time you, you know she, she's Victoria. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, like, I understand that when you say God is sovereign, and we agree that in, like, the actions we, we carry out daily, that God's hand is ever present in these things. So if you say this person is sovereign, God is sovereign, and you say I have free will, in a way it contradicts, like, one another, because free will is, it's either free will once your free will has been impeded in any way, it's no longer free will. The issue is that who is impeding that free will? It's now boils down to say, okay, God is sovereign. If God no, 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 no. <laughs> that, that, that's the impediment on that, that you, no, no, hold the microphone. Who is the major culprit in that, on, that, on the part of that of, of, of free will? That right. people, where do you think people are, where do you, who, who, who do you think people are arguing with? <laughs> God. Okay. Yes. The fact that God is interfering mm -hmm. with my free will, that is the question, that is the issue. Yes. But the question is that who put the free will there? God put the free will there. So why is it bad for the person that put a thing to check it? No, like I'm not that's the thing. Like I'm not saying this is a negative thing. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm not looking approaching it from a negative angle. I'm saying if God is impeding my free will in any way, mm -hmm. it means it is not free will. Maybe we can coin up a new term, but free like, will is help us. I, <laughs> I mean, you, are, you, are, you and the man can go to the kitchen and figure out some <laughs> and cook a name. How will you call that? My question is it. God created that this free will. There, there are a few things you and I... No, hold the microphone. There are two things you and I doesn't know. We don't even know the ingredient that make up free will when it was made in the lab, in heaven. And then how God fixed it in man. Hmm? So that is way, way beyond our contemplation. All we are saying that I, and I was in philosophy, particularly in Okam Rezo, there is this example about uh, they give uh, example of you put a dog in the cage and then you came back from work, your dog is on the street or your dog is running around. In your mind, you, 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 this dog ought to be in the cage. I love the cage. There are two possibilities, isn't it? It's either when you were leaving, you actually didn't lock the, the cage and then the dog lean on the, on the door and then escape. Or Babambula, who want to steal the padlock, actually broke the padlock, or if uh, somebody came to the house, broke the padlock, set the dog free, stole your thing, and then create a scenario to make it look like it was a dog, that kind of, that kind of thing. Now, you are now going to figure out, was it me that forgot to lock the door? or another external person 
Okay, that's that's going to be the battle you are going to fight with. But what is whether you believe in the first proposition or the second proposition? Ah, but one thing is sure: the dog is outside. Whether the, it, whether the first proposition or the second or both are wrong, what is the major concern right now is that the dog is out. So before you get to the issue of impediment, there is free will. And no one can argue that is. Then we now start talking about if I am impeding with your free will, it's a different thing than when God is impeding with my free will. And using the word impeding is not a, 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 a gentle word to use for God. Because the thing that God creates, <laughs> you have to step backward to even think why did God create humanity? For himself and for his glory. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and praise. For thou hast created how many things? And for pleasure. They exist and they were created. So let's get on to some serious question. Uh, is it question or contribution? Question. Okay. Is it serious? Okay, what is free will? Because all of you raise your hand, why do you want to define what you say you have? Because when I ask, how many of you believe that we have free will? We all raise your hand. And then want to define what it is. Okay, what do you think it is? That it's to do what you desire to do. Yeah. And, and the confusion defined, that paragraph one define free will. Liberty, power to act upon choice without coercion. Is that a question? Emma? Okay, we'll come to you, eh? Last, last, so that I will finish you we'll all run away from here. You won't catch me on the road. Yes, any, yeah, but it's a, a question or contribution? Question? Contribution, good, good, good. I mean, help me fire the, <laughs> the opposing forces. So this is for you. I, I don't know if for I mean, use the mic properly. Okay. So um, when, when we say free will, I mean, I want to come from, I would say like God designed or created free will in the first place and gave us, the, gave us free will. So now we are, not, we are now saying that, okay, God is impeding or whatever. Like, to some extent, it even has like, if, I cre- if God created free will, who are we now to determine what is free or what's not free? Like, <laughs> he gave us free will. So now we are not the ones that are judging that, okay, why, why are we free up to this extent? Or why are we not this free or something? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we are not the ones to determine what, what, how, what free will is ultimately. Yes, as you're looking at Victoria, be careful. Eh? <laughs> she will catch you by the door here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I was going to talk about the bondage of the will. Yes. So, so if a will is under bondage from an external force. Um, Paragraph three handles that question. Okay. Yes. Let me just run through how these five paragraphs are struck. The first paragraph define the existence of free will and what it is. 
Is that clear now? The paragraph one defines free will, uh, the existence of free will. There's one thing called free will that was put in mind by who? By God. And what, what is it? Liberty, power to act upon choice without, without compulsion or, or um, uh, predetermination. So you are not like wine, like robots to act. So that this free will is, is neutral. Okay, so you are not being forced to do good or to do bad. You are free. So paragraph two, now speak to the condition of this free will before the fall. And there is no enough data to, to explain how Adam and Eve acts being made by God upright. What was the quality of their actions before they ate that fruit? But paragraph 2 talks about this free will that God gave Adam was unstable because Adam was in the state of probation. So the free will at that time, even though they were made perfect, the free will was unstable, could, could, could sin or could not sin. That is, I mean, if you remember, we've discussed this thing before. Eh? That is pose, pose peccare, and non pose peccare. That is Latin. Meeting eh? my is, uh, is the senior brother in these things. Eh? So at the point of, at the point when Adam has not fall, he has the ability to fall or not to fall, to disobey or not to disobey. And then paragraph three now talks about man now having fallen. What happened to the free will? is now skewed towards disobedience and cannot do spiritual good, particularly in relationship to salvation. And then paragraph four talks about what God did to redeem us and the state of our free will having been redeemed. And because of our indwelling sin, what is happening now and what will happen to us when we are in glory. That is, that is, that is the other part there. Even if I don't talk about this again, I've finished it. Okay. Why is this thing important as we close tonight? Any more questions before I close my thoughts? Who raise hand? Safar, are you doing like this? Raise hand now. Don't, I won't kill you. I just wanted to say that um, it will remove a sense of responsibility from us if we are not acting according to our own will. We are responsible. Mm -hmm. Yes. Any other person? Precisely because we live in this country. Some human beings after this country will do something bad and they'll say, I resign. Here, unless you pin them to the wall, nobody takes responsibility for anything. You burn, your, you burn the beans. You are going to blame the lecturer for keeping you long in the classroom. That's why you slept and then the beans burnt. 
or this gas cooker is burning faster than my neighbor's gas cooker, like that. If we are not responsible, then we are robots. We are not robots. We are not robots. One of the accusations against those who hold on to Calvinism position is that we don't believe in free will. We, 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 we believe that God is sovereign and then he determines everything. We are not responsible for anything. And they, they have some north. The reason why this country, in my own opinion, cannot stay together for too long is because of this, two, this critical worldview. The House of Fulani North hold on to a kind of definition that talks about fatalism. So a keke man will load the keke, one here, one here, and four at the back. And they kind of close his eyes and will drive to the highway, and then they are crushed. What is the usual response? God did it. It's God. It's God. And this is so bad that if, see, if, if a fellow has someone hit someone in the north and kill someone, they won't do him anything. They say, no, no, don't bother. That's how God has prepared him to die, that even if he's lying on his bed, cow will have killed him today. It's not your, they only kill you if you are from the south and you are, you are an infidel. It is because you are an infidel that they are killing you. If you are an al-Umar, they're not responsible. And this theology has been driven down to us through the false prophets, or what they call prophetic ministries around particularly the, the, the Nigerian South. This idea of generational curses, spiritual husband, spiritual wife, grandma, stepmom, grandfather. See, if you want to blame if you are looking for an excuse today for your failure, there are one million in the book. It is my elder brother. It is my father. Oh, my father married two wives. That's why. And on and on and on and on and on. No. It's you. It's you. you anytime you sin, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. You know, when I was much younger, there are not many children here, you know? When, 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 when people are caught in those days, okay? somebody is pregnant, outside wedlock, say, they don't even know how it happened. You don't know how it happened. You don't know what, you don't know. Hey, he forced me. He forced you, what? And that's why I like Nigerian police. You go and report rape, of course, this is not an ideal example. Go to the police and say, I've been raped. The person wants to check you, how old, how old are you? You are 28. They asked me, where were you raped? I went to his house. You went to whose house? <laughs> and you were raped in his house. You know what the police will tell you? They'll give the man a handshake. Except you were raped by the, in the bush, by the waist, but you went to the man's house with short skirts. And then you see the man rape you. This area, we don't easily like that. Mm. But it's reason the other way around. Whatever we commit sin, don't say it's not me. 
That's why you know, there are some women that are actually mad and they are naked in area one. Your lust doesn't push you there. Hmm? That mad woman, except for literal, that mad woman that is naked in area one, anytime you are passing, your body will not rise because you don't want, you don't like. The reason why you don't think that 10,000 is that, 10,000 is not your problem. If they put one billion, you will take. <laughs> you know, because that's it. You, you do what you want. You do what you want. See, even, 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 even a 10-year-old that don't want to obey you will not obey you. Do what you want. Is it? I saw him here. Okay. That's what, first of the idea of responsibility. And precisely now that we are Christians, the days of pushing responsibility is over. That when we battle with our indwelling sin, the first culprit should be me. You know what Paul says? He said, we should not give the devil what? We should not give the devil what? A foothold. So even if the devil is acting here, who opened the door? Help me, oh, Satan, 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 Satan. Because you were told that you can eat with Satan with long spoon. But wisdom has taught some of us that don't even eat with Satan, whether with long spoon or whatever spoon, no spoon, no spoon, no spoon, no eating. Because if you use long spoon to eat with Satan, hmm? It's me. It's me. Don't even say the sister seduced me. You are the one. In fact, you'll be wanting to do this thing. It's just that opportunity presented itself. It's you. It's you. It's you. Don't blame the short skirt. Don't blame the mini skirt. Don't blame the tattered jeans. It's you. It's you. It's you. The same you that run around some girls on the street. If, they, if a daughter of a general is passing, you will contain your loss because you know what will happen if you touch the daughter of a general. You will be in Abashabara tonight. Or you will not chase, you will not go chase the girlfriend of a weightlifter on your street. You know the consequence. So you, it, it is you determining, it's your cleverness. It's you. So that when we, we fall, you can go before God and say, God, it's me. There's this song we should sing. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Not my brother, not my sister. It's me. Lord, I have sinned against you. Pardon my sin. Not God. Victoria has made me sin. Forgive us. Mm -mm. Forgive me. I have sinned against you. Leave Victoria out of it. Leave John out of it. Leave James out of it. I have sinned. I have sinned. I have sinned. You know, Smart and his friend, I think it should be Jacob, they actually trying to make caricature of my one of my sermon. <laughs> when Jesus 
they brought Jesus to a judgment seat. And they are they're, they're, they're Christian here. And Christ asked them. He, he said, this process is, is killed. He asked a question that requires a direct answer. And answer is that how to answer a, a high prisoner that kind of thing. And then Pilate asked them, what has this man done? They say, if he has not done anything, and uh, Jacob, you know what I'm talking about. Responsibility. I have sinned. It will help us well in our work with God. Because our work with God is personal. It's a personal thing. We are not going to heaven as couples. And they're not going to say, now, you know, this is comedian. There's a way they water down fear. They say, on the last day, uh, we go batch by batch. And I say, Right now, Nigerians' contingents are coming. Then they'll now bring more angels to make sure nobody, people like Jacob, will not just uh, you know, <laughs> invade the heaven with trading. You know? <laughs> Sorry, Jacob, I'm on your case tonight. <laughs> you know, it's not like uh, now, Trinity Baptist Church Abuja and their pastor are approaching the gate of heaven now. And then Pastor Bote is holding your register. Okay. You didn't ever give me any tissue while you're on it. I have a register. Delete. Because no. Oh, now, the family of Pastor Mrs. Abote Joshua, may you proceed. Mm-mm. The chance that myself and my wife will die in one day is very, very slim. It's a possibility. We will die differently. We were saved differently. We were born differently. We will get to heaven differently. And God will hold all of us accountable for how we act. So, so some of you that are married, you cannot say, I am disobedient to God on the account of my husband's delinquencies. And my husband is carrying women. Therefore, let me carry men to balance it. God will judge both of you, isn't it? If you are not even careful, the man that caused that action will repent. You don't even, he will repent and go to heaven. And then you will be here stuck. It's individual. Personal responsibility. God has... And this free will should not be something that should scare us. It's a gift from God. It separates us from horse, from, from animals, from goats, from dogs. So... And make correct choice, human choice, valid choice. It's a gift from God. And we can praise God for how He has made us. We are wonderfully made by God. And this free will is powerful. It does, it does have liberty and power to act upon choice. So be careful about choice. Be careful about what you are choosing. This is my hair husband. How come you marry a hair man? You have your hair head. It takes your hair head to choose. So be careful about what you are choosing. Don't even say, let me go to the university and read history of our course. Let me, be, let me become a graduate. Now you are a graduate. 
and employ political scientists for election in Nigeria. If you want to be a politician in Nigeria, learn how to carry ballot box. You are good. You don't need, you don't need university four years to be a politician. I'm not a political scientist. It doesn't work here. It doesn't, it doesn't work anywhere. To be frank. Be careful what you are, the choice you are making. The choice of spouse, the choice of the church you go to, the choice of the things you are reading, the choice of the car you are buying, the choice, 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 choice. Be careful. Every day we are making choice. Now you are in the hospital. Now you are having constipation. When you are eating that bully with pepper and coke, you know it's going to cause heartburn. But you can't put your tongue in check. You know, you know, you know, coke will cause diabetes. But say something must kill a man. Good luck. Good luck. You know, this cream that is toning your skin, they cause skin cancer. Eh, but you are still buying. Because something must kill a man, something must kill a woman. Now, you are looking for, you are, you are having dialysis. Choice. Choice. You are making choice. And for you that are singles, eh, the day you walk down the aisle, you already make a choice. And then you stand before the pastor sweating. Dear beloved, over. Some people right down in front of the pastor in the church are already thinking of how to divorce. Because they say, I know this is not my wife, but we don't pay. Let's just do it. After three, four years, we will divorce. After all, some pastor has divorced their wife and they are going to heaven. Choice. 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 As you are hearing the voice of the Lord today, shouting, don't, don't go to Egypt. Don't marry their women. Don't marry their men. Don't eat their food, the food of Nebuchadnezzar. Don't eat it. Don't do this. Don't do this. If you think the word of God lies, the word of God will catch up with you. And the prophet reminded the people of Israel. He said, how many of you saw Shiloh? See, I send my prophet to your fathers, rising up early, I send them. And he said, they disobeyed me. He said, but my word stood, my word won. Win the day. But your parents went to exile. And Joshua told them, he said, choose ye this day. Choose yourself. He said, if, he said, if it is seems evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, Considering all the miracles that God has done, if it seems burdensome, if God is impeding with your freedom, if it, if, you, if it seems evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. If it is the gods of the Moabites, the Amorites, that you dwell among, choose. But he said, as for me and my house, will serve the Lord. And sooner or later, after the death of Joshua and the early leaders of Israel, they made choice. They choose Molech. They choose Ashtaroth. They choose Asherah. They choose Baal. They choose other gods. And God said, okay, let's make it. Let's just try. Go to Assyria and serve their gods for a while. Go to Babylon and serve their gods for 70 years and see, so that you will learn the difference between serving me and serving the other God. Choice. And they saw it. Their young men were castrated. 
their kings, they pull out their eyes. When they fell into the hands of their enemies, they, they, they realize this immediately, the difference between God and their enemies. And that's why God came to David. Sorry, am I boring you? God came to David one day. David did something wrong. And God said, choose three things that I will do for you. You have, you have disobeyed me. Fall into the hands of your enemy for a few days. Let famine, let calamity, let natural disaster invade your land. Or fall into my hands. What did David say? That's why the Bible said David is the man after God's heart. Some of you will have chosen, hmm, let it be famine. I'm the, I'm the commander-in-chief. I have enough food in the, in the house. He said, God, let us not fall into the hands of our enemies. Let us fall into your hand. For with you is plenty of mercy. And God came down on David. Under a few hours, David said, kill me. And God said, I relent. If you choose God today, it shall be well with you. If you choose God today, if with the whole of your heart, you choose Jehovah to be your God, and turn your back on the gods of your fathers, and turn your back on myths, and turn, because this is not choices, and turn your back on black magic, and turn your back on idolatry, and turn your back on the sugars of this world, it shall be well with you. Eternal life shall be the benefit of that obedience. Peace with God will be the benefit of that obedience. Choose, test the Lord and see that this is good. There is no wickedness in God at all. And those who put their trust in God shall not be put to shame. Heavens will fall, but those who stand on the side of God will never fail. They will never fall. As mountains surround Jerusalem, so God surround those who put their trust in him. Choose God. This world will pass away. All these things, iPhone, laptop, will pass away. Your children will laugh at you for holding these things. If Jesus started, a day will come that this thing will not be needed. That just an implantation here will do the job of this laptop. He said, Dad, what are you holding? <laughs> 1993, 2003, Triumph was a big deal. A pastor would dress well and put Triumph here. Or cellular. That would be a foolish thing to do not to hold a cellular. This world will pass away and all things that is in it. But those who trust in God shall dwell forever. That is my contemplation tonight. You have power, you have liberty to choose. Without compulsion, may we choose Christ today. Amen. Father, bless the faithful as we go home. And help us by the Holy Spirit to make you our one and only choice for life and in death. Lord, it's easy to say this thing than to actually practice them. We have competing entities and we have choices that this world throws at us. Without your help, without the grace, without the converting and redemptive grace, 
We are helpless in these things. We are skewed towards sinfulness and bad choice. Between life and death, we will choose death. But we cast our helplessness upon you tonight that we will be people that always make good choice, redemptive choice, godly choice, God-glorifying, God-honoring choice, both in our mundane thing and spiritual things. Bless us now as we close. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.